Number one's gonna be Sam Darnold. Even the Browns can't screw this up. He's thick, he's trunky, he's smart. He lives for football, he's passionate, he's big, he's got the arm, he's a playmaker. He completes over 60% of his throws in a legitimate conference. He's been in big games. He's better in the fourth quarter than first. Even they can't screw this up. Sam Darnold, blue collar work ethic. Even though he grew up on the beach in California, he has sort of a Midwest ethos and a Midwest personality. In a cold division, he's a big, strong, thick, physical, humble kid. Sam Darnold, bring him back. Bring him, Sam Darnold, bring him back. Number one, Jets QB. Welcome to One Day Contract, the Panthers talk show where each week we're joined by a new personality who we signed to a one day contract to join the show. One Day Contract is a proud part of the Riot Network. Follow us on Twitter at the Riot Network to stay up to date on all of your favorite pods. Make sure to subscribe, rate, love us where you get your podcasts. My name is Nikki Wolf. With me as always, the big dog, Josh Klein, editor-in-chief for the Riot Report. By the time you hear this, he will have the vaccine flowing all the way through his veins. I may literally be in bed with a 105-degree fever as this is coming through the airwaves. I don't know. Actually, we may put this out today because it's uh, you know, um, emergency podcast, I guess. Still counts 24 hours later, or all the takes may be out. But um, yeah, I got my thanks to you, Mr. and Mrs. Pfizer over at CVS, was able to get uh, both doses of the vaccine injected into my arm. So in two weeks, I'll be ready to go to a Rangers game where they're packing the stadiums down there. Uh, I, I kind of, I would love to talk about uh, how we feel because my initial thought when I saw that, that crowd shot was like, oh my God, I can't, I, I couldn't possibly do that. And it's like, no, in two weeks, I can. I'll be out there licking telephone poles. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Life goes back to normal and you can lick telephone poles. That's my number one thing. It's my number one hobby that I've been missing out on for the past years. Well, welcome to the two vaccine club. I am in that club as well. Yes. I got my 5G. Congrats to us. You know, we're there. We're ready. I'm ready. So ready to go to crowded bars and get drunk and uh, wave my credit card at the bartender. That's going to be my like the kind of things that you just haven't done in a few years that you like that you kind of stand up from the table, like, what do you guys want? And then you're just gone. You don't even wait, wait for them to answer. Do you think the bartenders are as excited as we are? Because I don't think they are. <laughs> uh, no. Speaking as a bartender, as a former bartender, um, nothing makes a bartender more mad than being busy. D- doesn't matter. You can't, there, it's either too slow or too busy. There is no in-between. There is no, uh, there is no three bears, Goldilocks type situation. It's one or the other. No, that's, that's absolutely true. Speaking as another former bartender, it's true. We just like to complain. That's just all there is to it. hundred percent. Just let me, just let me stand by the well and drink my diet Coke. That's all I want. <laughs> also with us, our other friend, Colin Hoggard, columnist and contributor for the riot report and is eager to do a full frame by frame breakdown of the space jam two trailer. Oh, I, oh, I want to hear that. Oh, yeah, you know. If there's one thing I'm all about, it's LeBron James projects. So, this, this emergency podcast is coming out 24 hours late. I'm glad that the fourth responders are finally getting their vaccines. <laughs> special group here. Finally getting our recognition. I didn't smoke those 100 cigarettes between uh, when, when the reports came out and now to not get my vaccine. I knew the Surgeon General was looking out for me. That's right. <laughs> Well, let's bring in our guest, another member of the vaccination club. On the one-day contract this week, Elena Getzenberg, beat writer for the Charlotte Observer, and revealed on her last appearance that she came in second high school for best hair. 
Welcome, Elena. Well, that is true. Yes, hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Happy to be back. Love that that's my claim to fame, but here we go. <laughs> Elena, your claim to fame is most, you are coming on, you got vaccinated yesterday, coming in. This is basically like your Michael Jordan flu game right now. How are you I'm feeling? Here. I'm here. I'm alive. I'm still kicking. It was a rough morning, but you know, we're, we're fighting through it and it's, it's worth it. So everyone go get your vaccines. What's your number one thing that you are excited to do in 13 days when you're fully vaccinated, when it's coursing all the way through your veins? I don't feel like I'm going to be comfortable doing much. I think it's like still like a mental thing as well. Um, but I think I would like to feel more comfortable traveling. I think that is very, very exciting. So we'll see though. I still think it's like going to be weird to be surrounded by people. So. Yeah. I was thinking about like going to a concert and like, like making your way back through the crowd. Like if you have a, like if you're up front and you're like making your way and like squeezing between people and I've had some beer. So I'm like clapping dudes on the shoulders, like, Oh, can you believe it? And like, I just can't picture doing that right now, but sure enough, look at telephone poles, clap people on the shoulders. That's what I'm going to be doing. The important things in life, the finer <laughs> things. Exactly. Finer <laughs> things club. <laughs> Well, um, it, we have a lot to talk about, I guess, right? But before we do that, I mean, we got to do something silly. It's been a while since we, we've had this silly. So what I need to know is, and thank you, Twitter, for being no help with this question today. Um, but we're going to go with, I need to know, what was the best cartoon as a child? There's, there's got to be that go-to, the best cartoon that you had to watch every Saturday morning or whenever mm. it came on. That's a good question. Colin, I feel like what, you... What, uh, what age am I at when I'm answering this question? I feel like this is important, too. You, you can be any age. I'm not going to put a limit on it. There was a, there was a DuckTales time. Rescue Rangers were, were big there for a while. I was digging on that. Mask is a name that I don't even know if people remember, but they were like Transformers. If you didn't have Transformers, it was way like cooler. M-A-S-K? Like Mask, yeah. right? Yeah, it was Not the Mask. No, it was an acronym for what I am not sure, but they were up to international no good. That is 100%. I think I would say um, ultimately the Batman animated series, though. Mm. That. Oh, that's fair. It is, it, wow, it is an acronym, but I'm having trouble finding what the acronym stands for. I think oh. I realized actually the Batman wasn't Saturday morning now that I think about it. I think that was after school, wasn't it? It's okay. It can be. It can be any time frame. I just always remember myself. Saturday cartoons. I, I just cartoons. don't. I, I I struggle with these games. You guys know this. I was a big He-Man and She-Ra guy. I don't know if that's. Uh, hey, yeah, I have Castle the power. Grayskull. I have the power. I don't really remember anything about She-Ra, but I do remember that I that I used to watch it. And um, when I when you know gathering with my friends, we'd play He-Man and She-Ra running around with sticks instead of swords. Uh, Mask, by the way, stands for Mobile Armored Strike Command. Command with a K. Not a spelling show, but seems good. I would there's, watch it. There's there's trademark issues. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it was in the name of secrecy, government secrecy. If we put it under K, they'll never find it. Josh, were you He-Man or She-Ra when you were playing and running around with sticks? See, you know, as I said the sentence, I was like, oh, man, people on the internet are going to be, listeners are going to be like, oh, you were probably She-Ra. <laughs> I was He-Man. Thank you very much. Or Lion-O, sometimes, depending. <laughs> I actually, we had a cat named Lion-O. Did you have a battle cat? 
I, I was more of a Thundercats guy than a Battle Cat. All right, Elena, what do you got? Um, I was, this feels embarrassing. I wasn't a big cartoon person. Um, I do remember like sitting Saturday mornings watching like whatever came on, like the Bugs Bunny and like that group that came on all together. Um, I was into Jimmy Neutron. I don't know if that counts. I think that <laughs> and, counts. And like, yeah. yeah. Um, and like Recess, I remember watching. I don't know if that's what period of my life that was. But I definitely remember Saturday morning, like watching the standards, like those, just like whatever ones came on, like with Bugs Bunny and all those guys. But not a big cartoon person growing up. Nikki, what did you, what, what's your answer? I know you're I, usually the, you ask the questions, but. I love Scooby-Doo. I always mm-hmm. love Scooby-Doo. My favorites were when there were like the guest stars on. Mm. Like I watched the- that too. Yeah. 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 That there was good go. stuff. I'd That's give good a runner stuff. Up- I would give a runner up to the Animaniacs though too. Man, I love the Animaniacs. Just came yes. back on Hulu and it's great. Yeah. And Renee, my beautiful wife, really, really just raked me over the coals for watching <laughs> six episodes in the- over the span of one night. Speaking of new episodes, the new Scooby-Doo's, the Shaggy, just, mm, it's like a C-minus Shaggy. Oh. Like, I, I bet two of us could do a better Shaggy than the actual Shaggy. <laughs> right now. I haven't watched those. I haven't either. Where, where do I find those? Don't plug them. Don't plug them. <laughs> if they're bad, don't, don't watch them. Zoinks! Is that pretty don't good? That it. was good. Zoinks! Zoinks, Scoob! Oh, <laughs> I can't. No, I, don't, I actually, that, was, I don't that didn't turn out very well. That sounded like my English accent. <laughs> I just know that weird. the five-year-old watches them now. Um, yeah, I liked Animaniacs as well. Uh, I will say this, and I think this may actually like transition us into real uh, topics. I never watched Hey Arnold, and I do not, <laughs> no. I don't get the reference. Like, I, I honestly don't. Like, hey I, I, Arnold like, was great. Like, I... I'm a fan. Never seen it. Me either. It was a Never Nickelodeon show, right? Yeah, Triangle Head. It was a whole thing. Oh, I did. Now more cartoons I watched are coming back to me. Okay. I was really into Rugrats and Arthur. They're all coming back now. So, but no, I wasn't a big Hey Arnold fan. I thought his head was weird. So, that, but Rugrats, they had the normal size head. Big Rugrats fan. Yeah. Rugrats, the movie, all about it. <laughs> <laughs> Serious cartoons. That transition worked real well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're, and Sorry, we're right, in the, they right into the came, Panthers. They all came into my mind. I was like, wait, I love Rugrats too. I watched Doug more cartoons even, than I thought. Doug didn't even get mentioned. I thought Doug no. was going to get squeezed in there. No, no, Doug, by the no way, Doug. best, maybe, maybe top five best theme songs of all time. Like I could still sing it off. Do, 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 do. Like I literally will just walk around whistling the Doug theme song and and who knows how long ago that show was on. I went to a superhero themed event and someone was dressed as Quail Man and I actually knew what he was and I was so excited. I was like, are you Quail Man? Please tell me that's what you are. And I think I was the only person that knew who he was or what that meant. Just the idea that you went to a superhero themed event after what we were talking about earlier just seems insane. It was a different time. It really was. <laughs> a different time. Hey, Arnold, the Sam Darnold, now can we go? See, what, what? that's why you're a pro. That's, that's, <laughs> a, that's a solid segue. There you go. I don't even know where to start. So let's just start with, give me some overall thoughts on the move. 
Phew. <laughs> oh, y'all don't know how worried I was that this was going to end up with us sitting there on the or like somebody on like the clock at five and, and, and Tepper's just heaving first round picks out of a window at, at B of A Stadium. I, I really was concerned that we were going to see truly how desperate this organization was going to get. Now we've got an answer. It's not the greatest answer necessarily, but I think it's it, it's a kick of the tires worthy answer. Yeah, I think, and I said this, uh, I, I said this on Twitter. I think in a vacuum, trading a second and a fourth round pick, I don't acknowledge that sixth round pick. It's the last pick in the sixth round. Whatever, it's not a. A pick is a pick. I don't understand that philosophy. A no, pick is I don't. A pick. I do they not got recognize. Daly's a sixth round pick. What is that he, even? But not the last on. round. Not the last pick oh. in the sixth round. I could have gotten you Colin Jones. I mean, contribute. how about if it's just? Can I say it's a seventh rounder at least? It doesn't matter. Everybody. It's still a pick, but All anyway, right. go ahead. <laughs> for a second and a fourth rounder and a late day three pick, um, <laughs> trading for a 23-year-old quarterback with high pedigree who played in a bad organization is in a vacuum. It's a pretty good deal. Like, I, I think that, you know, to get a player who has shown what Sam Darnold has shown, whether it was in college or whether it was in uh, – even as a rookie, he showed a lot of, a lot of positive traits – to be able to get that for what is essentially, you know, three, two, one very one valuable pick and two kind of middling picks that are that are kind of crapshoots anyway. Um, I, I think that that is a very good deal in a vacuum. However, it didn't really happen in a vacuum. It happened, you know, on this team that signed Teddy Bridgewater to a three-year, sixty-three million dollar deal last offseason, and I, I just. I feel like you can't press the reset button on your roster every single off season. And that's kind of what they're doing right now. And it's just, I hope that this is a, well, Marty's gone. Now we have a new GM. It's going to be, this is what we're going to do now. As opposed to we get, they go seven and 10 next season. And they're just like, well, trade another th- second round pick for, are there any, you know, who's, who's that top five pick top 10 pick. That never really is Josh Rosen available. Showed a lot, showed some flashes. So that that's my worry. My big takeaway was like, I kind of in the short term, kind of like what Josh was saying. Like, if you just look at it on its own, I think it makes sense, and I think I can see the meaning behind it. My big concern though is like long term. Like we were this whole plan they have like where they're going to they're we're supposed to believe there's some level of patience which seems to have gone out the window <laughs> um and you know there's also this idea that they're building like they're not supposed to be winning in the playoffs quite yet that's not where this roster is supposed to be um i just don't know if i understand where this move fits into that because yes he's cheap now he's relatively cheap for a starting quarterback in 2022 once they pick up the option but then you get to the spot in 2023 where the, you're either paying him a lot of money because he's been playing well or you're searching for another quarterback. So it kind of, and then where's your roster and, you know, where will you be picking in the draft and what are the options going to be? So I guess like if their idea was, they just didn't solve like the long-term quarterback question to me at all. Um, and I think, you know, as opposed to a rookie who gives you four cheap years, you're kind of like, Sam Darnold might work, he might not, but then you're still going to have to either really pay him or you're going to be looking elsewhere. So 
that was my biggest thing is that, you know, they're trying to solve this quarterback problem for the long term, and I don't think they did that at all. They, Elena's, go ahead. I, was, I would say they potentially did, right? Like whether it's a 30% chance, I don't necessarily think it's a 50% chance that they did. But this is, to me, one of those guys, for all the reasons Josh said, that you do go ahead and do this because at the price that they acquired Darnold for, the roster around him and this Panther roster in total will be better around him than it would have been if you got Watson or if you had to trade up and get one of these rookies. This roster as a whole will be better over the next couple of years and then I think you are in a position to possibly drop the quarterback into this situation. I, I'm very curious, and you know, when when they write the book years from now, and this this Super Bowl dynasty is built, you know, where who what were the battle lines? Is it was it Rule and Fitterer on one side? Was it Tepper on the other side that was just demanding the quarterback answers? But I think this is probably this is the best alternative, unless you think all four guys hit and therefore they were worth whatever you could possibly trade to get up there to get them. Because we have to assume that we were in the mix to be in that, for that, that third pick based on everything Fitterer said since he's been here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Scott Fowler's writing that book, right? Like there's no, if somebody's writing a book, it's, it's he Scott likes Fowler. to write books. So. Yeah. He's, <laughs> if, if there's, if there's a book author on the Carolina bee, it's, it's Scott Fowler. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that, yeah, no, I, for me, there is no question. I think it's David Tepper is lighting the fire underneath the quarterback uh, rotisserie that keeps on a turning. Um, because I, what? All right, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to skew quite as negative as I might later on in the podcast. So I want to just. I want to go a little bit positive here. Sam Darnold is. Uh, is a very young quarterback and he is in right now is in the best position of his entire career. He is not going to have anybody fighting with him for the starting job. By the way, he beat out Teddy Bridgewater for the starting job. Um, two years, two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago. I don't know. After COVID was the longest 2018. There you go. In 2018 (laughs) when he was a rookie, right? Yeah. Yeah. So as a rookie beat out Teddy Bridgewater for a starting job, I don't think he's going to have to compete with Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's and I, and if he can't beat out PJ Walker, then, Yikes. Um, hey, whoa, whoa. What about Will Greer? Come on now. <laughs> I'm kidding. And- <laughs> <laughs> Does that go to your uh, six-round pick or valuable argument? <laughs> um, so I, he will be, you know, this will be objectively his team. He will have a coach that is very motivated to see him do, do well. He will have an offense coordinator who is very motivated to see him do well because if Sam Darnold has a – average season in 2021 Joe Brady will be the hottest head coaching name since uh Chuck Knoll since Matt Rule so uh (laughs) I think that and not only that he'll have an incredible cadre of weapons like uh, obviously Christian McCaffrey DJ Moore Robbie Anderson uh Dan Arnold which will be fun just in general um and so if he cannot succeed in 2021 you'll get your answer pretty quickly right I mean it's going to be you're going to know at the end of this season whether you made a mistake ex- exercising his fifth-year option. So I think that he could, if he's going to be successful, this is the situation to do it in. He has a lot of reasons to be excited and a lot of reasons why the fan base can can be excited. And I think that has a lot to do with why they made this move, which I don't think is a good process of, of trying to ex- get your fan base excited by – 
trading for a rookie that might be good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I would just say one other point to kind of follow up on that is that like, I don't know, you know, there's a reason when a lot of other teams aren't willing to give up what you are for a player, I think that means something. Like everyone wants a quarterback this offseason. This Deshaun Watson situation is not resolving itself anytime soon. So it's not like there's a ton of other options. There's a lot of teams who need a quarterback. Washington went with Ryan Fitzpatrick over Sam Darnold. Like I think there's a lot of reasons why. I just think that that means something. Like I think, you know, and hopefully, you know, for the Panthers' sake, he looks great and it's good and, you know, it was the right choice and then they just have to pay him a lot and that's the worst side effect. Um, But it's very easy, and I think a lot of us agree on this, to see them searching for a quarterback again next offseason. Like, I think that's very realistic, unfortunately. Would it be shocking to you? Would it be be more surprising if he did well or more surprising if he was bad? I do think a large part of this, like, when we were talking about Deshaun, when that, before a lot of this very serious stuff came out, um, I mean, the offensive line is not good right now. So I do think a lot of it is how they address that in the draft. I mean, everyone's pointing to that being a huge reason why Sam Darnold didn't have success with the Jets. So if the offensive line still sucks. I mean, I think that'll play a huge part um, in that, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I also think yeah. Teddy was in the best situation of his career last season. And 14 games into the year, he was getting – thrown under the bus so hard he was bouncing on the street by the owner of the team. So it's like, I, I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm also concerned that my other concern is that, you know, Darnold won't look good this year. And then all of that patience that, that was being preached will just be out the door, not only for the quarterback, but at some point, like Matt rule is going to have to answer for these decisions. And you know, you gave him a seven-year deal and you're not really giving him a whole lot to work with. I, I don't know. It just, like, the, if if impatience is going to be the brand of the Carolina Panthers, it's probably not going to end well. Yeah. I said it- this to someone. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. You're, you're, you go ahead. <laughs> um, this is just a good point on that. Is just, I said this to someone the other day where it was like, this was before the Darnold situation happened, but like the 0-8 in the game tying, game winning, whatever you want to call it, situations that the offense was in was the worst thing that could have happened to Teddy, in my opinion. And like, because A, it made David Tepper think that they were closer to being in games, that they could have been a better team and won some of those. And I don't really think the team was at – that you know it was this team was five and 11 that's fine um so I think that put you know made them and fans too view things a certain way um and I also think I mean it's probably also for the book but way too much of so much more than should have went on Teddy and he's responsible for some of those games absolutely but like Teddy Bridgewater like you said like how would he look with Dan Arnold and a better offensive line and Christian McCaffrey for 13 more games? Like Teddy Bridgewater was how Teddy Bridgewater was going to look last year. That wasn't a surprise. So there's, there's just, we'll see, we'll see how this goes. There's just a lot being there, put on Teddy and all yeah. that. So Mike Lombardi, who uh former GM host of the GM podcast now i don't even know what it's called he's but he does a lot of he wears a lot of hats um he is incredibly smart and he ha- he always says like hope is not a plan 
And it seems like they signed Teddy Bridgewater and they were like, Teddy Bridgewater, well, he's had, he's, he's been this quarterback before, but I bet you with Christian and Joe Brady and Matt rule, he's going to be a lot better. And now they brought in Sam Darnold and they're like, well, he's been this quarterback before, but I bet you with Christian and, and, and Dan Arnold and DJ Moore, he's going to be a lot better and expecting quarterbacks to play differently than they have played in the past is probably not a great recipe for success. Hope is not a plan. You said the P word. Elena said the P word, the plan. Like what version of the plan are we on now? How many times have we crumpled it up and thrown it away? What, like, what is this now? Is it even a plan? Is there a plan at all now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you say I, the confidence. I, I just want to, I, I want to apologize because there are a lot of fans out there and, and people that are listening, including a lot of my, my friends and colleagues that I talked to that are like, I, I like the Darnold move. And they're like, you know, we had to move on from Teddy. And I, I just think that we're not really, we're not really, um, uh, you know, building that up um, on this particular podcast. But I, I think, it, I don't know, the idea that they had to move on from Teddy is of their own design. They didn't, they, they brought this on themselves. They had to move on from Teddy because Tepper said how talked about how terrible Teddy was and rule said he had to have a great off season. They didn't have to say that they could have said, Hey, we signed Teddy Bridgewater. You know, we didn't have Christian McCaffrey for the whole season, COVID season. He was hurt in no hurt his knee in November. He never really recovered from that. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to run him back and we're going to build this roster around him. And then when the time comes, we're going to find a quarterback to probably replace him. They didn't, they could have even said that out loud. But instead, they said, Teddy Bridgewater is a bad quarterback who couldn't get the job done, and we need to move on and find somebody else. And the answer is Sam Darnold, who was objectively and easily the worst quarterback in the league last year. So when people tell me that they had to move on from Teddy and that they're more excited for Sam Darnold, that's why I'm not as excited. And and I'm sorry if you're a positive person. I mean, to answer your, answer your question, Nikki, like, I think the plan didn't work. Like, I think the plan, the Teddy Bridgewater plan, like, I think we can sit here a year removed and say it did not work. Like, so that was the plan. The plan was to have him on the roster for two years. I mean, that's you, his contract tells you that alone. And potentially draft someone this year or add to the quarterback position for sure. But, like, the plan was completely, they had to change the plan because they messed up. You know, when you, your plan sucks (laughs) or you decide your plan sucks, maybe more appropriately, like Josh said, like you have to redo it. So I think now there's a plan. The plan was to find some sort of answer at quarterback and they decided they had to have some other answer than Teddy Bridgewater and Matthew Stafford didn't work. The Deshaun Watson thing is the Deshaun Watson thing and the draft wasn't going to work out in their favor, they decided, or at least how they would like so here we are I think the the plan is correcting their mistakes right now is kind of how I view it Colin do you think there is a plan (laughs) I think there is (laughs) I hope there is I'm not sure we actually know what it is um but you know I have to be honest like with this type of swing you know I know with like the, the plan this type of swing if I'm Scott Fitterer this sits so much easier for me as a first-year guy rather than coming off of this 2020 season of college football with guys aren't out there, scouts aren't out there, and all that stuff. Um, that for me, 
this is just a lot more palatable. I know what Tepper wanted, and I think in a normal year, maybe it would have been, you know, more more attainable. But it just seemed like that plan switched at some point from Teddy to right here, right now. So obviously, it did change. And um, yeah, I, 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 but for me, as the guy that tried to sit on this podcast and tell folks that I was confident about Teddy Bridgewater, I thought he could, you know, lead this team to be a playoff team. I feel like this is a very similar boat here with Darnold, even though he is much younger. And I don't know if I have the same chutzpah this time around. (laughs) Okay, let's do this. So I was in a sorority, and whenever, like, a a girl's name would get brought up, we would always start with you had to say all the good things Put her on the projector with the laser pointer? I've heard this story before. (laughs) I know what you did in sororities. (laughs) We had to do this, too. You had to start with, yes. So let's do that. Let's say the nice thing first. Like, he has great hair or whatever you want to say. Tell me, what does Sam Darnold do well? He throws a great deep ball. He throws (laughs) a great deep ball. It's going to be marvelous. That's all you need out of a good quarterback. It's true, he does throw a nice deep ball. I mean, can't argue with that. Ask Robbie Anderson. (laughs) He can, man, he can can make all the throws. Are we just going to go full full draft recap? Make all the throws. I mean, the the measurables on this guy, toolsy is how I would describe him. Very toolsy. Um, From a program like USC, you know what you're getting out of a quarterback. Look at Mark Sanchez. Come on. First, yeah, first in, last out, uh, real tape, real film, film rat. Uh, just was was real big. I, I have some. I have. Uh, I have something to talk about. I have something to tell about Sam Darnold. Um, Sam Darnold comes from a bloodline that you cannot imagine. Sam Darnold's grandfather. Let me tell you a little something about Sam Darnold's grandfather. Sam Darnold's grandfather was named Dick Hammer. And when I say his name was Dick Hammer, I'm not lying to you. That was his name. And he was a television actor. You know what the name of his character on the TV show Emergency in the 70s was? It was Dick Hammer. That's right. (laughs) His name was Dick Hammer, and he played a character named Dick Hammer. You may also recognize Dick Hammer as the Marlboro Man from the 1970s. That's right. The guy who convinced you to start smoking cigarettes, aside from Joe Campbell, of course. So you get the COVID vaccine. Exactly. (laughs) Essentially, Sam Darnold's grandfather got us all the COVID vaccine because I would have never smoked 100 cigarettes in my life had it not been for Mr. Hammer, Mr. Dick Hammer. Sam Darnold's grandfather. I want to Google Dick Cameron right now, but I'm scared what comes up. It's when you a risky Google. Yeah. You got to include like Sam Darnold or actor, like also. Oh man, it's Hammer. Do it's you a think, good fun fact. Do you think they stuck with it on emergency just because they're like, well, <laughs> it's better than what we had written down? Like it was Bob, uh, also, he was Bob Stevenson up until Dick Hammer walked in the room. And they're like, you know what? Dick Hammer it is. Also, fun fact about Dick Hammer, halfway through the first season of Emergency, decided that he didn't want to be an actor anymore, wanted to be a firefighter, quit being an actor on a nationally televised TV show, and went back and was a firefighter for the rest of his life. Dick 
Hammer is a better man than I, a better man than you, a better man than all of us. They don't make men like Dick Hammer anymore. <laughs> oh, God. They don't guys make, with the last they, name Hammer. They don't make dicks. <laughs> they just don't make dicks anymore. It's just, True. You look around, no dicks. Yeah. No this, dicks. He would have been Rich Hammer in today's day and age. This is why I come on this show. Yeah, this star, of, star of 911 Emergency with Jennifer Love Hewitt. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Love Hewitt and Rich Hammer. Come on. <laughs> I haven't smoked a cigarette in years, but I kind of would smoke a cigarette right now just for Dick Hammer. <sighs> They're the best. <laughs> I would dedicate every cigarette from here on out to, to my guy, Dick. Respect. Respect. <laughs> All right, well, we'll put that in the positives. <laughs> Dick Hammer. Just full disclosure, people need to understand how excited Josh was to get to this portion of the podcast. The smile spread across his face. My wife just came in from off the porch and said, was that true? Was that a true story? (laughs) We don't make stuff up here. used to me yelling, it's all facts here on the One Day Contract podcast. All facts. Is there anything else Sam Darnold does well, or do we need to move on? I have a positive. It's not something he does well, but <laughs> I can add something. I think his age is like a sneaky pot. Like if I, I would add that to his pro list um, because he's only 23. He'll be 24 this summer, and he's already played three years in the NFL. And I think, you know, they don't come that young all the time. So I think he's like younger than Joe Burrow or something like that. So. I think that is a sneaky positive that he's, you know, he's been very young so far in the NFL and that helps him grow. As we look at Darnold, you know, we talk about the question of did the, did the Jets break him? Do you guys view him as a boomer bust guy here? Or do you think he could land somewhere in the middle? I have straight mediocre expectations. <laughs> Are you having David Carr flashbacks? Is that what? Yes. Minus the gloves. <laughs> I think it would be, I think it would be the worst key, worst case scenario for the Panthers if he's mediocre this season. I think it would be absolutely awful if he puts up the same kind of season that Teddy Bridgewater put up. Because, and I think I, I, I don't know if I'm uh, advancing down the same road that you are, Colin, but this is the kind of offseason you have when you don't mind losing a lot of games when you bring in a guy like Sam Darnold and a left tackle like Cam Irving. And if he has a really bad season – he has a really bad season, and then maybe the maybe the quarterback is on the is on the table next year. I, I'm just just putting it Spencer out. Spencer Rattler? Is that what you said? What? No, I said Sam Howell. Sam Howell. That's <laughs> oh. what I said. I don't I was, know. I, I yeah. go ahead. Go ahead, Elaine. Oh, I was just gonna say. I think they think he's. I mean, they're the interesting thing with giving up next year's second round pick was clear when we talked to Scott Fitter on Monday. Was they they were they think they're gonna be win more games this year than they did last year um that's part of why they wanted to hold on to this year's one two three because they're so high um so i mean i kind of i think he's gonna be mediocre i think <laughs> this is i feel like i'm being so negative <laughs> um but no, like, it's, i don't it's, think someone goes from podcast. being the worst quarterback in the like putting up the stats he did last year to all of a sudden being like a top five quarterback like top five, top 10 quarterback. Like, I don't think that's how Joe Brady is not a magician. Like, I just don't think it's like, I think, I think he'll have, if he has a similar season to Teddy Bridgewater, I will not be surprised. I'm getting my cross sport um, 
encouragement from James Harden's turnaround mm-hmm. from Houston to, to Brooklyn. Um, but all, all kidding aside. <laughs> from the best I, scorer in the history <laughs> of the NBA to a really good player. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of the things that, that does stick out to me as we look at Darnold is, and, and this is the same thing I, I said with, with Bridgewater, is that I thought CMC, and particularly because you've paid him now, CMC could be the engine of an offense. And I don't think Darnold or Bridgewater are best suited to be that guy, that center, centerpiece. But when he only plays three games for Bridgewater, that really hurts Teddy. I think Darnold would be in the same boat, a very similar boat. But I think if CMC's there, that he is the kind of guy that may be able to, to get the ball out, you know, well. It does seem like there has been some improvement. If you look at depending on you know, different metrics on, on some of his choices over this NFL career. But I do think that he is a guy that's going to need an engine and that engine to me is CMC. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is brought in here as a game manager, and he didn't have the guys around him to help him manage the game. But uh, Sam Darnold, I don't know if he's being brought in here as a game manager, but if they could turn him into a game manager, I mean, you have the rest of the guys around him to get the job done. I would also like to rescind my accusation that they're tanking this season. I, you talked me out of it. Good job by both of you. The second round pick really made really drove it home really drove it home so i sometimes i come out sometimes i say stuff and then i immediately try to walk it back and this is one of those times or i try to be on both sides of the argument as that's real old school josh move haven't done it while we've been on zoom very much but um wanted to bring it back sitting on the fence as always as always so what does the signing mean for the draft does this mean there's no quarterback going to be taken in the draft for the panthers I don't do you think want it the- means that necessarily. <laughs> I don't know if you guys disagree. I don't, I don't think necessarily. Um, I'd be surprised in the first round, but I don't think it rules out um, later adding. I mean, they so have a lot su- of mediocre quarterbacks, so I don't, you I don't know who You said you'd be surprised be. In, the, in the first round, but you, wouldn't, you, don't think it like, you don't think it's completely off the table at, mm-hmm. with the eighth pick? I think it'd be really stupid. I do. (laughs) I I mean, I just don't know why you would give up that much for Sam Darnold. And then why not just keep Teddy Bridgewater then and a rookie quarterback? Or trade for Sam Darnold after the draft when you knew who the eighth pick was going to be? There's just a lot there. But no, I think think they have such strong – like they need a corner so badly and a left tackle so badly that like I think they should address one of those. But I don't think it's like – a thousand percent off the table. I mean, you never know if someone falls to you. See, the, the big brain fitterer strategy here is pick up Darnold. Everyone now thinks, hey, they're off. Everybody's off the scent. No one thinks you're in on the quarterbacks. And now everyone thinks that they just need to be ahead of maybe Denver to get that last quarterback. And instead, you're sitting there at eight and go, come on home, Justin Fields. Let's do this. If they can wait at eight and get a quarterback they like, you darn right I would do it. Sam Darnold wouldn't prevent me from doing that, and I'd do it in a heartbeat. He wouldn't prevent you from doing it, but <laughs> he might prevent them from doing it, which I think would be uh, uh, overall an- another uh, book, another chapter in the book that is what is wrong with this process. But moving on from that particular uh, segment, they need a – you're absolutely right. Corner, like – at least they, they have somebody to start at quarterback. They have somebody to start at left tackle. They actually probably have two guys that could start a left tackle. They won't be very good, but they could start one of the two of them there. They don't have it. Like Rashawn Melvin and Troy Pride are, are, 
currently starting opposite Dante Jackson. They need a quarterback, cornerback really bad. And I think that at the eighth slot, they are a very attractive trade-up candidate to get in front of Denver. Just like what you said, Colin, that if some, if, if I'm a team, if I'm a team with a GM that likes to wear hooded sweatshirts without sleeves on it, and I need a quarterback, then I might, I might say to myself, well, who needs a quarterback in front of me? Denver, I know needs one at nine. I'm going to go up to eight. And if I'm the Panthers and I can drop and I can grab 15 and maybe a first round pick next year, because that's what, that's what it takes to move up that kind of that make that kind of movement. I mean, we just saw to move from 12 to three, obviously it's a different story to move from 15 to eight or from 17 to eight or wherever, um, they gave up three first round picks, two for two additional future ones. So I, I think that, you know, if you can pick up extra picks, that is the Scott Fitterer way that he learned from John Schneider in Seattle. Oh, if I'm picking at eight and there's a quarterback at eight, I'm calling Denver and going, Hey, what are you guys thinking you're doing at nine? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Just curious. Cause if you're saying quarterback, I don't think there's going to be one left unless you trade up to eight. I don't necessarily think that they, I don't think there will be a quarterback at eight, but to me, this, this trade for Darnold opens this draft up. There is no error now of desperation. Yes, they need to address things. They need to address left tackle. But we're, I'm not worried about David Tepper being hopped up on, you know, four Cortados on Thursday night, you know, demanding a quarterback. So I, I think this organization, even if they're not in a great place from a quarterback, I think for the near future, this is the better course of action. And I think that's part of why they did it you know, why they traded for Darnold. I think that's a good point. Like, so it wasn't a thing on draft night where it was like, oh my God, like David Tepper really wants, like we need some other quarterback in the building. Like, I think this is a security blanket. And like, I, I don't think it's impossible. Like, like I said, that they take another quarterback. Um, but I do think this is like, eliminates, like you said, the need that they otherwise might've had in three weeks. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks where Scott Fitterer was the assistant GM or whatever he was, director of their pro personnel. Um, was, whatever his resume right said. What, what, what did he do? <laughs> what, what, I think he was director of pro personnel, assistant he GM. a lot of titles. I don't, his last, he never, whatever. It does not matter. No, it, it does. does now it matters because now <laughs> I need to know. Uh, it's not assistant GM because they didn't call him that. He was co-director of player personnel. Okay, you and, you win. And then did I say yeah, co-director. Thank you very much. And also apparently he was vice president of football operations, which sure. All right. Um, and assistant to the regional manager. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> um where he learned obviously under Don Schneider. John Schneider, the way that they they solved their quarterback problem after Matt Hasselback left was they threw all of the darts. They traded for Charlie Whitehurst. They signed uh, – um, oh, man, who was Matt it? What was Flynn. his name? Thank you. I was thinking Lynch. Matt Flynn, who was the mm-hmm. Packers backup to what was at the time a huge deal, like three years, $20 million, which is hilarious that that was a huge deal at the time. Um, and they also traded for Tarvaris Jackson. And in that same offseason as uh, signing – Flynn and trading for Tarvaris Jackson, they drafted a quarterback in the third round named Russell Wilson. So if the Carolina Panthers can just draft a generational quarterback in the third round, all these trades won't matter. It doesn't matter that you give up a second for Sam Darnold. It doesn't matter for that, that you, you maybe overspent on Teddy Bridgewater. 
Um, but the reality is, is that they, they're going to take probably, maybe not probably, they may take another shot at quarterback in this draft, and it wouldn't surprise me. If somebody they like, whether it's Kellen Mond, Kyle Trask, somebody falls below where they have them valued at, they may pull the trigger. Yeah. I think Kellen Mond, like, they had their quarterback coach at mm-hmm. his pro day. Like, I think that's – I mean, I don't know. I think I think there's a lot of guys – like, teams are weird this time of year. Like, they want to be secretive about who they like so they're not going to censor. You know, that's a whole thing. But I do think – I mean, I think – Drafting, like, say, the third round, there's someone there that they like. Like, I think that could be really smart. I mean, they're clearly have given up on Will Greer. So, it's not, I mean, that was a – that's a whole other conversation about bad draft picks. But, like, I think it's worth – I think that's a good way to approach it, to bring in more guys and throw more darts at the board. But you have to also – like, they do have so many needs to address that, like, within reason. Like, it's cautious about it, but I think it would make sense. Especially if they're going to trade down. They're going to trade down. If you're going to trade down and pick up another third rounder, that third rounder should be a quarterback. Should not just, not just could be, should be. You should draft a quarterback in the third round if you trade down. Cut this clip out and listen to it when they trade down between dead nights one and two. You mentioned the fact that, you know, fitters coming over from the Seahawks. It seems like if we if we don't have a quarterback there at eight, or if the Panthers don't take a quarterback with the quarterback sitting there at eight, offensive tackle could be a place. But that is a spot that the Seahawks also have not invested in. So, Joshy, I'm curious, where do you now feel this team goes? Uh, I think it's tackle or corner, and I think it's tackle more than corner. That's that's my lean. I would say it's seventy percent tackle, thirty percent corner. Um, in terms of where they go with that first pick. But you say that, but the, the Seahawks drafted Russell Okung in the first round, and they paid him in Bitcoin. So it worked out <laughs> great. <laughs> Living that NFT lifestyle before it was even popular. No, uh, I think that I think for me it's, it's Sewell or Slater, and I, I, I don't – this is not particularly sourced, but my hunch is that it's Slater over Sewell. That's, that's the way that it seems to me right now. The Sewell slipping in a year that he sat out is really fascinating. I, I I remember I feel like it was a year ago we were talking about him as this generational tackle, and now it's like you know he's good. Well, both I, of I them sat out. Both of them uh, opted out last year. But Slater, I feel like has risen where Sewell was. You know, yeah. there was like Sewell or Lawrence, and now it's like Sewell in the top ten. So, did you see the video of Slater doing those squats and then pushing his weight coach? Because I think that was the beginning of his ascent. Certainly in my mind, I, that was when I really, that was when he really jumped onto my radar as a possible eighth pick. But you talk, they've loved versatility out of the offensive prospect or the offensive line prospects they've gotten so far. Do you need that? Do you want that out of a prize left tackle though? No. 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 So, so, the, so the Slater versatility thing, great. No plans on using it. I mean, I think the Panthers value it. I don't think you need it for your good. I mean, clearly they put a little too much importance on it, I would argue, this offseason. Well, for- but but I think – I don't think necessarily – I don't think that's – I mean, I think it's something you keep in mind. But I think you, if you're picking between the two of them, if they're both sitting there, you just want the better left tackle, I think, yeah. overall. The, the closer you are to the end of the rotation in the offensive line, the more I care about your versatility. Great point. Also, if you're really good at playing one position, you don't need to have versatility. 
yeah i think i like i said i think they put too much importance on it this in their free agent signings i mean do you guys have a non-quarterback dream candidate nowadays because like obviously it's <laughs> what kind is it a rain dance is it a sun dance tell me what kind of dance i need to to do because i will do it till draft day you won't be there i yeah, know I don't nor will jamar there. chase but no but i don't think you want them to take jamar chase like i think they no can... shot he'll be there like give me a percentage chance is there any chance like one in a million could we hook so them you're up? you're saying there's a chance. Could we hook them up with, say, like an ounce? I mean, what would be a responsible amount of marijuana to hook them up with the week <laughs> of the draft? I don't, you know, we don't want felonies, but we do want them to fall. I don't know. The only way I see him kind of dropping is like if, you know, these stuff came out today, like are the Falcons going to trade for? And like, I think the only way I see him dropping is if enough teams move up that want a quarterback and four eight and i mean this would probably you probably need two more right you'd need two more teams to like but then i think he has that potential to keep dropping but i don't know that seems like a very off chance so i, I like all the quarterbacks in the 2021 draft but my favorite that gets picked before eight is the fifth <laughs> oh goodness <laughs> It's fun because I did the – you can't see it at home, but I did the I did the one, two, three, four, fifth on my hands, and then Colin and – like And like a trained seal. And like a trained seal. Oh, man. Could you imagine – I mean, I'm just trying to, like, go about, like, time travel back two months ago and, and talk, to, talk to my past self about how the Panthers were going to – we were going to be having a conversation about how – five quarterbacks might be gone before they draft at eight and, and that we would be like well i mean that makes sense right like, well, I mean, uh, <laughs> i'd also like to, to time travel back two years into the past to be like hey fan base could be super fired up about sam darnold are you ready <laughs> okay now would you go back in time to let everyone know that marty was right about justin herbert if it meant that marty got to keep his job <laughs> oh man Can you I, know something we haven't i'll throw andrew about norwell because... in everyone's faces from two years ago <laughs> something we haven't talked about and has nothing to do with any of this is this christian mccaffrey video from yesterday or the day before <laughs> where he's crawling what is that what is happening in that video exactly training He's a lizard. <laughs> but does that does that make you faster? What does that do? He's doing some weird training stuff this offseason. <laughs> He's like going all gymnast. He's like doing a little bit of everything. Um, you know, I don't know if I would have posted that video, but Christian McCaffrey and I are very different people. So <laughs> it's a really good point. I would like to see Josh Klein reenact that. Oh yeah. I don't I first of all I, I don't I think Paul Pierce got some ladies to reenact that. Didn't <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> all right, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for me. Costanza style. Oh, no. <laughs> oh man. I honestly don't no, I I don't know. Is it like wall sitting? Like what he's it's doing like where stretching, he, right? Like it's like it, improving flexibility, I kinda thought. Trying to be like water. 
It's it's like know. how you're like because when you wall when you see people wall sitting, you're like they're just sitting against a wall. That's not that hard. I sit all the time, and then when you do it for four seconds, you're like, oh my god, all my I'm on fire. Um, <laughs> I definitely think it's harder than it looks, for sure. Oh yeah, I mean I'm not trying it. Just to be clear, that's Fine. not happening. I know you're trying to <laughs> you're trying to trying to tee me up here to do like a Fine, uh, you can do it. Fox forty six. <laughs> Nick Kozer style uh, drip chronicles where I just did, where I do the same thing. Isn't that what he did? That was Nick, right? That he would wear yeah. uh, Cam Newton's outfits. Yeah. yeah. Well, what if we put you and the other Josh in this battle to do that and the winner gets to be Josh number one? Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll see now we're cooking with gas. All right. That's fair. I just found out Molly Cotton's husband's name is Josh. So a lot of Josh's in Charlotte. Um, <laughs> That's it. That's the end of my sentence. A lot of Josh's in Charlotte. You heard it here first. Breaking. Breaking news. Panther signed Montez Any Ivy. Any draft? Wait, what? <laughs> Sorry. What, what was that guy's name that they signed yesterday, Elena? Or today, I guess? Montez Ivy. Yeah, Montez Some Ivy. Dude. From the Tampa Bay Vipers of the XFL. XFL, all offensive line, team 2020. Some guy. Yeah, a guy. <laughs> guy. Sorry, Montez, uh, if you're listening. Yes, please apologize to our new listener. Any other draft or Darnold thoughts? Great job by the Panthers social media team yesterday. That's yes. uh, what I would like to put out. I'd like to go ahead and say that. Not only for the two obvious ones, the out indefinitely uh, video and the, um, the Hey Darnold one that I addressed earlier. They also put up a video of, of Dan Arnold signing the glass and his signature looks like when you first, and sorry, Dan, if you're listening, when you first learn how to sign your name, it just says D Arnold, like in cursive. And then and they put it up and said, Dan Arnold knew um, because it looks like he's just writing Darnold. It's, it's great, great, great quality work. Nice job. Sorry, Dan, again. A plus. A plus as always. I think for me, the, looking back at this deal, the biggest thing is going forward, the quarterback search can still continue, whether it will be Darnold or, or somebody else. But they did not give up capital in an imperfect offseason for an imperfect prospect and effectively you know, go all in. And I don't think this roster is close enough, so I think they are actually on a better trajectory going forward with this one. I think it's exciting too, like – that they kept as many picks as they did this year in this year's draft. Like, I think, you know, it's a lot of whatever, how, where they will pick next year. I will not presume to know exactly where that will be. If it'll be 32 mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or like you just 12. Became everyone's favorite guest. <laughs> 32 or 12, who knows? Or two, like, I don't know, but um, no, it won't be two. But anyway, I do think like having those, picks this year um, is very important because I think they can do a lot for this team with those picks. So I'm kind of now looking forward to seeing, you know, they have to make some big decisions though with them. So I'm kind of, I'm eager to see what they're able to do with that. And I think that'll impact how I feel about this move. Um, I have one quick question before we get to the game. Uh, I don't, Nikki, I'm sorry. I cut you off. Uh, I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) um, is there, we're playing 17 games next year. What do you think is the ugliest uh, finish? Because I think it's a tie between five and 12. Five and 12 is 
It's gross. And, uh, and eight and nine, like if you finish right in that eight, nine, nine, eight, that that's not a fun, that's not a fun way to finish. <laughs> so basically what you're saying is if this team loses more games <laughs> than it wins next year will be less fun. Well, cause it's like 14. Well, like, so if they finish 13 and four, that's a pretty ugly finish too. Honestly, there's some ugly records that are coming with yeah. the 17th game. And there, and there, there may be some ugly records for playoff teams with this seventeenth mm-hmm. game too. Yeah, I'm not a big eight, eight and nine fan. I think that's pretty gross. It's a lot to say. It's like not as eight and eight was before. It's not it's round. Least, yeah, it's just, there's a lot upsetting about it to me. What do you think the winner of the NFC East will have? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> uh, the Cowboys could be good this year. Seven, eight, and two. Is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I actually I love I love that Ryan Fitzpatrick signing. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick Ryan Fitzpatrick is gonna throw so many deep balls to Curtis Samuel and Terry <laughs> McLaurin. It's gonna be awesome. That's just gonna be a fun team to watch. I mean, if when you when you talk about fun offenses, Ron Rivera and Scott Turner come right to mind. So <laughs> Dream team. <laughs> And Kyle Allen, who's best friends with Sam Darnold. Fun fact. Hmm. Are you making that up? Where did you find this? It's all over Instagram. Elena, back me up. They are. They're friends. And with Josh Allen, too. They're all, like, friends. They have the same quarterback coach. Uh, Uh, Jordan Palmer? Is that Mm -hmm. right? The brother of Carson Palmer. Of course. The Bachelor? Was he on The Bachelor? Or was that? That's Jesse. Jesse Schmedium Palmer. Gotcha. (laughs) And who I have no relation to my knowledge. <laughs> well, Elena, you answered that so quickly. Are you a bachelor person? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, I knew that one. <laughs> Ask me my reality TV questions and I'm good to go. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's I fair. like it. Now we know for next time for mm-hmm. the next appearance. Yeah. We're ready. We're ready for next time now. Josh, are you ready for the game? I'm ready. It's like one of our favorite games, right? Yes, eBay fun time. Yes, eBay fun time. Uh, Elena, I don't think you've ever played this game, but I'm going to be the host. So. Um, and what I'm, we're at, we've actually never played this virtually, so uh, it may go, might go great. <laughs> um, what I'm going to do is I have discovered a few, I would say, spectacular finds on electronicbay.com. <laughs> <laughs> where you could purchase some used Carolina Panthers goods and serve, well, not services, but just goods. And um, I think that, uh, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the description to you. I'm going to show you some pictures. I'm going to pop it up on the screen. And then uh, we are going to guess what the price is, what the price is, what the price is. I think we may have lost Elena or else she's just like, <laughs> She's just so she just she's back. She's back. Sorry, my internet logged me. It does that like once a day. No, so it was awesome because it caught you at at a time when you were like looking just like so exasperated at the entire <laughs> conceit of the game as I was explaining it that I couldn't tell whether you were just like why did I agree to come on the show. <laughs> I was like, why do you hate Electronic Bay so much? Yeah, that's a good joke. (laughs) I 
I'm very sorry. I'm back. I'm back and on the internet. Uh, all right. So essentially I found um, some crappy stuff on eBay and I'm going to show Aww. it to you. And then, sorry, sellers, if you're listening. And then you, you guys are going to guess the price. I like um, this game. I'm excited. Yeah. So I'm also going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to share my screen, but I have to share it at um, specific times so I don't reveal what the price is. Uh, so mm. we've never played this game virtually. The first... Um, uh, the first item is used, and I need to tell you it's used. Um, it is a vintage Carolina Panthers NFL no huddle hooded vest. It's size 2XL, um, and it's shipped with US, USPS priority mail. And you can see the pictures for condition and subscri- or description. Not, not a great description done by the seller here, but I'm going to show it to you, and I think that you are going to – uh, be very satisfied with what you see. This is a uh, used 2XL Carolina Panthers hooded sweatshirt. Oh, baby, look at that thing. I mean... I don't I will, understand. <laughs> I, I will say it definitely is used, yes. Very used. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scroll through some pictures here. Uh, oh, there's multiple pictures? See, oh, there's multiple pictures. You got a close-up here of the... This is new logo, though. That is new logo, right? <laughs> this is new, uh, probably. That's a great question. Um, that that is the logo on the Swift. Here's the tag made by No Huddle. No pain, just play. No plan, just play. <laughs> I apologize. Either one. Uh, either one. Uh, you got the. You do not bleach. You do not want to bleach this bad boy. Put this guy on tumble dry low. Here's the back of it. What? I don't. What? I, here's the is it, are we sure Coach Rule's not selling this particular great, great garment? Question. Here's a here's a slight, just the the slightest of close-ups. Just to be clear, <laughs> this is the full shot of the back, and then this is just the boop. And if you're listening, uh, if you're just listening to the podcast, I'm going to put the pictures up. I'm going to link these in the podcast notes, and then I'm also going to cut these videos out and put them on uh, the internet, YouTube. They'll be on theriotreport.com, so you can come and see them. Um, and if a listener and, does buy one of these items, please let us know. Yes. Please, please, please DM me and I will give you Colin's address. You can send it to him directly. <laughs> because um, if you if you pick up this Anilla Rack Panthers uh, hoodie <laughs> that I see on my screen. No plan, just play. And I should point out, I don't understand why the <laughs> why Carolina is, is backwards. Because there was no plan. <laughs> just play. Just, no just throw plan. the screen down and let her rip. The last picture is the best one. What is that? What is that? I'm just going to say, if someone does buy this, I'm going to judge them so hard. <laughs> you got this, this tag. I mean, the, the amount of pictures used. on this listing it's is incredible. Used. Oh, it's used. It's used gently, of course, but used. Well, um, quality stitch work I see here. I'm going to give you a shot of the, I'm going to give you a shot of the full thing, and then I'm going to unshare okay. um, for y'all to guess uh, how much this Beautiful NFL, uh, no plan, just play, no huddle hoodie, vintage Carolina Panthers, NFL, no huddle, hooded vest, size 2XL. How much do you think you can uh, buy it now for? You can buy it now. Ooh, buy Not it including now? shipping. Not including how much I would pay for it or how much is actually going for it? Well, I mean, I guess that is how, that's how sales works, but no, it is, <laughs> it is how much... How much the price? How much? Because well, I would pay like maybe five dollars if I was a Panthers fan for it, but it's more than that. Yeah. 
It's used. It doesn't look like a particularly good whatever. The uh, the the lack of authentic <laughs> blue, perhaps. Uh, Something's not right. Down. Feels I'll like you could smell it through the pictures. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The I'll blue. say uh, thirty dollars. I should tell you, it is closest without going over prices right style. Do you want okay. to amend your bid? I'll do twenty-five. Hmm. Nikki? I am going to go $27.99. Wow. Mm. Wow. Specific bid. Way low. Pay it. Buy it now. $59.99. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Colin's played the game before. Colin has played the game before. Unfortunately, the big winner almost hitting it right on the nose because it is $28.70. Nikki704. And Bernie, you have won <laughs> this NFL no huddle hooded vest size two XL. Incredible, twenty eight dollars and seventy cents. Bernie wants it so bad, <laughs> he he cannot give it up. So um, I've got I've got a couple more here. I just want to do this is this one's my favorite, honestly, because I kind of want to buy this. Not as not as many, not as intense of a picture show for this one. Um, this one is a Carolina Panthers football. Uh, helmet jacket 1994 lapel pin now you may say to yourself 1984 that's before the panthers even came into existence and you would be correct i'm gonna full i'm gonna give you the <laughs> the full description nice pre-owned condition pin will come with a back clasp that is the that is the full description and i'm going to click on this thing oh i have to open the image in a new tab so I will do that, open the image in a new tab, open and sharing my screen, get ready for this Carolina Panthers football helmet jacket, 1994 lapel pin. Oh, nope, I can't do it because I got the price open. There we go. Okay, all right, we're good, we're good, we're good, we're good. This is, you know what, guys, we're doing it virtually, not a pro. Here she is, check that out. Look at that oh. thing. Did not mention McDonald's in the description? <laughs> yeah, seems like that would have been something they would have put in there, right? Nope, just a lapel pin <laughs> that I says, don't... very largely says McDonald's at the bottom. <laughs> it's more of a McDonald's pin than a Panthers pin. <laughs> did this they come didn't... in a Happy Meal? Like, like, where did this come from? Great question. They don't have the measurements uh, on the, but you've got the back here. That's a uh, 1994. Uh, it is it is a legitimate item. It has NF, the NFLPA group on the back. Has the obviously the old logo, um, but it's a lapel pin that, if we're being honest, I would buy. Like this, this is, is, a, this is mean, a great item. No, I, no. thank you, Colin. Item. This is no. a great item. Combines two your two of my passions. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we how many how many listeners are also McDonald's. You know. Uh, collectors but this is a mcdonald's piece with no golden arches which feels unique in its own right so Good i think point. added value i'm just skyrocketing the black and blue arches um all right that's it there's only two pictures so i'm going to stop the share here and you all can guess on how much you think that carolina panthers football helmet jacket 1994 lapel pin with pin back it will come with the pin back there is no jacket there is no jacket so the right there is no jacket. No, just the it's pin. It's just in the description, but not in the item. Okay. It's kind of just telling you where you need it. It's really judging you for where you're going to put that <laughs> pin. 
Oh, I got to put it on my jacket? Calm down, eBay. Calm down. I can put it on my new vest. <laughs> Part of my pieces of flair. All right, Colin, I think you go first this time. All right. Um, I think this pen cost $37. What? Wow. Wow. Rich man. Wow. Rich guy over there. Not going on the value menu. Elena, what do you got? I keep, I mean, I would pay so little for that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Even if it was like a team I supported, like that just does nothing for me. Um, I will say that they're trying to, I'm going to go 30 on that. I think, yeah, I'm going to go 30. All right. Right in, right in the thirties. Now, Nikki, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but these are prices, right? Rules. And I think you do know what to do. I think you know what your bid should be. One dollar. One dollar. Great bid. Now, I will tell you that right underneath this, there is a Jacksonville Jaguars McDonald's pin, which is going for (laughs) $6.95, as if to tell you how much better the Carolina Panthers franchise is than the Jaguars franchise. You can buy this now for a cool Ten dollars, and I did. I forgot to mention. Wow, that's a reasonable price. And I forgot to mention, but you should know it is used. It is used right there. <laughs> it is a used pin. It is a used pin. The yellow color. <laughs> yeah, it's not it the, the gold has the gold has faded. And by the way, uh, Panthers fans, when you go to when you go to search for that, you will not find it because I will most likely purchase it as soon as this thing is over. No um, way. Yeah, and I will wear it on my suit when I do CSL, and people will love it. I can't wait to look for that. It's going to be a little Easter egg. But it's like you're a McDonald's ad, then. I'm a McDonald's fan is what I am. Um, (laughs) Only for breakfast, though. I don't really – I'm not a really big – and this one, we're going to use this one, but mostly just because I just think the – the way that they describe it is great, and I and I'm looking forward to how you re- how you um, how you respond when you see it in person. This is a vintage Carolina Panthers jacket, adult, extra large, clear football coat, clear football coat, men '90s, and I'll give you the description. Uh, size adult, extra large. Measurements. Please see photos for above all measurements. Good used condition. It does have some coloration on the front and back. Nice logos. Now that that uh, I'll, I'll let you decide for yourself um, whether it has the nice logos and whether it is uh, slightly used. That I think will become clear. Here it is, your clear coat. Now, now I would call what that a that? I would call it a poncho. Now I'm not. I mean, I, I, Wait, what I'm, Panthers logo is that? I was like, is the that the Detroit body. Lions? What's going on? It never, it only has a head usually. The full body logo. This is the only reason this isn't even remotely intriguing. I've the never full seen body logo. Here logo. it is. Close up look at the full body logo. <laughs> I kind of like it. It looks weird with a body. Yeah. In, in, full, in full, <laughs> there in current swipe. Now we'll get a couple shots of the, just of, it's made by Mirage. Oh. Which, if you're, if you're, if you're, you know, starving in the desert, this jacket would be considered a Mirage. Um, here's the front, which I. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> is Wait, this, this jacket? Is, a poncho. <laughs> is this jacket made of the material that you're allowed to bring bags into the stadium with? Like, yes, <laughs> definitely. 
<laughs> oh man, we're gonna get in. Here we go. Close up on that logo. I'm not sure how I feel about this graphic design of the of the parabola of Panthers, but that's fine. Um, this appears to be maybe the discoloration that they're showing. Here's the zipper. It zips. Um, and then <laughs> just how big to show is that off, panther? Just to show off the measurements. Um, that panther some, is so weird. The yardstick. And that, me- I mean, that panther, that's a solid foot of panther square. <laughs> a solid foot of panther square. Um, there's some focuses. And then, of course, the Mirage NFL team, 100% PVC. So you could pipe up your house with this clear jacket, vintage Carolina Panthers jacket, ultra extra large clear football coat, men's 90s. How much could you get it for? Could you buy it now? Elena Getzenberg, you're first up. I will say this is the one of the three you've shown that like I would understand someone purchasing. If that cat, the whole body is really something. Um, they should use that more often because it looks so weird. Um, ooh, and you ooh. can wear it into the stadium. It will allow <laughs> you to bring your entire torso into the stadium. Um, I have no idea with that one. It's it did look a little used. I'll say they did say, say it was. They made it clear it was used. So I'm gonna say 35. Okay. All right. Nikki well, Wolf. Oh, I'm uh, yeah. I'm Colin. You're gonna you're gonna be the the hammer here, the dick hammer on this on the end of this. Uh... <laughs> I'm back. going eleven dollars. Mm. What? I don't well, know. I, that <laughs> I have so low expectations for people on eBay. So you're telling me I could get the McDonald's lapel pin for a dollar less than that <laughs> coat? It's a clear men's coat. Men's nineties. Used. That's what what you should pay for it. <laughs> when I resell it, I'm going to say that the discoloration came from the 2013 game against the Saints, and try and increase the value a little bit. Tell the story. I I think I'm going to go. I'm going to try and split the split the baby on this one. I'll take eleven dollars and one cent. Wow, wow. That's take how that you play the game. That's a good bid. Colin Hoggard, you have won this round. I got the full eBay fun mascot. time. You will not be receiving this vintage Carolina Panthers <laughs> jacket, adult, extra large, clear football That's... coat, men's 90s, unless somebody buys it for you for $28.88. Oh, wow. We call that the Jonathan Stewart Greg Olson price, $28.88. I don't think you understand how game shows work. I think <laughs> the bid, we get the item. I think just a fundamental part of this, isn't it? Yeah. Where's our prizes? We, we bid and then I buy one of them. Well, probably <laughs> later on once I You I've should buy the jacket. Which one? The clear? This one? Yes. Yeah. That panther on the back is fascinating to me. Elena, I will tell you this right now, that if it was not uh, an extra large jacket, I would purchase it for you as a gift for coming on oh the one God. day contract. I would throw podcast. it away. So, wow. <laughs> Throw away my gift? I'm not wearing anything with a Panthers logo. Come on. It's rude. Wow. I give it to a deserving fan. How about to a McDonald's logo? (laughs) (laughs) How about if I bought you an adult adult, uh, clear coat with McDonald's logo on the front? I do want someone to bring back that full logo. They, like, really retired that look. I mean... 
It's, it's the cat shouldn't just have a head. It's true. Where's Sir that cat's Sir body? has a body, you know. What's that cat's body doing? Oh, yeah. That came out. Oh weird. no. No, no. I don't feel <laughs> comfortable not. with that. No. Don't edit it out. Leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> I never do. <laughs> Elena, where can the folks at home find you on the internets? Um, I'm around, you know, no. Uh, charlotteobserver.com. Read and subscribe and support local journalism. Um, and then I'm on Twitter at A. Getzenberg. You can find Josh at electronicbay.com. <laughs> Slash Goldberg Spear. <laughs> and maybe Josh Klein rolls and Colin CLT. Any, any other notes, boys? You got anything to tell us? You can, uh, you can follow Nikki at Nikki704 on Twitter. That's and me. that's it. We'll be back right before the draft. We're going to tell you, we've been going bi weekly during, uh, during the summer. So we'll be back before the draft talking about who the Panthers are going to take, probably <laughs> Macaroni Jones. Oh, God. Faded. Faded. And on that note, this has been One Day Contract, part of the Riot Network. We're going to get to bring your One Day Contract event. And we'll see you in a couple weeks. Sam Donald, he's a real, real Jets first round pick. Always making them sick. Throwing TDs with the flick of his wrist. He do that slant, slant. Do a QB, sneaky, sneak. Two point conversion, they had nothing to beat. Sam Donald in the pocket. Hut, 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 hut. Shotgun or O line is strong, we won't fight. Averaging like five touchdowns a game. Sam Donald, greatest thing to ever happen to the New York Jets, man. Sam Donald hit a man. Sam Donald gonna destroy them. Sam Donald hit a man. Sam Donald gonna destroy them. Sam Donald gonna win the Super Bowl multiple times. Time. 20 years and now you remember Tom Brady was alive. But Sam Donald is the king. I know Rosenberg gonna play this on the DJ set. At halftime, he pro beats in this. Sam Donald, he the real. Jets first round pick. Number three in the draft. No Cleveland feels sick. He's so He don't drink, don't even eat fast food While you in the stands, eating hot dogs He be laughing at you All that, bring it back, bring it, bring it, bring it back Sam Darnold All that, bring it back, bring it, bring it, bring it back Sam Darnold He's polite, like, that's why he's nice, nice He don't got attitude, but he's a winner, all right Sam Darnold Bring it back, bring it back, bring it back Sam Darnold Bring it back, hold up Number one Jets QB, Super Bowl MVP Sam Darnold Funky, arm, feet, coachable. He's tougher, as they say, than a $4 steak. That's what a man is. Big, trunky, public divorce. Arm, feet, thick, coachable. Thick, Midwest ethos. Thick.